Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 53. It is my last episode of 2020, and I couldn't be more excited to bring this wonderful guest, Summer Sherrod, to you today. But with that, as we start, this is Manifesting with Meg, conversations with extraordinary people. And I can't tell you how grateful I have been for the extraordinary people that have shared the stage with me this past year, the past three years. This is the end of my third season. I can't believe it's been three years, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited to share it with all of you. And I hope you guys got to see a glimpse into the extraordinariness of the people that I brought to you and maybe had a stroke of genius or a stroke of luck or a stroke of something because these people truly are magic makers and they're here to give their time to all of you to show you what you're able to do in this world. So without further ado, episode 53 is ending 2020 on a magical note and I'll tell you why. Just give it a second. Note, miracles happen when we trust. And with that, we finish our December awe-inspiring magic and miracles. I hope you all are experiencing awe-inspiring magic and miracles in this holiday, wonderful, magical season. So welcome to Manifesting. It's the show about life transformation. It's a show about living your dreams, spiritual inspiration, finding true happiness, and my favorite, discovering bliss. It's time to manifest the life of your dreams. And without further ado, I am going to introduce you, and I think we're actually going to bring her on stage. How exciting, Summer. You're doing a little special. Summer Shiraz. So, Bliss is just an abstract, I'm sorry, Bliss is not just an abstract idea. It's an attainable state of being. Whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, you're just steps away from the living, the life you desire, and we are ready to wake up tonight and wake up the universe to pack with possibilities. So, Summer, before we begin, how are you tonight? Good. Thank you so much, Meg, for having me. I'm super honored to be here. Totally an honor is mine. You are a dynamo and people will understand that during the duration of this interview. But I just want to say um, it's a pleasure to have you in your red, always beautiful summer. And here we go today because I'd like to start intentionally. I'd like you to set your intention for the interview. Mine's always to have a good time and I never, never fail at that. Yours will be at the end of the show shared with us. What was your intention for the interview? And then I'd like you to pick a, a number from my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. The show is based upon my book, The Magical Guide to bliss it's set up in 12 months all having a different theme obviously i said december is the month of awe-inspiring magic and miracles and each theme is something that will bring something to you to help guide you on your journey to bliss so without further ado go ahead and get your number set your number and away we go i get to introduce you i get to introduce summer summer embodies the definition of passion so any one of you know her out there you know this is literally a dynamo, dynamic person. She shares her passion creativity for a living. She has over 20 years of experience in human resources with organizations that want to position employee benefits as a true differentiator and driver of the employer value. And I just want to say, you know, outside of the bio, she definitely brings value to everything that she does. And she shows up and she never does anything half-assed, which is my new favorite word today because <laughs> You know, my friend last week at my interview said, you know, if you're going to jingle all the way, don't jingle half-ass. So that's what you don't ever do anything. <laughs> always show up to the party. You always bring it and people are always left feeling enlightened, inspired and lifted at the end of the day. So she also does help companies realize the power of a healthy and engaged workforce 
it, that impacts the bottom line as well as the culture, which is so important nowadays in light of what's happened this last year with the pandemic. You're probably a vital uh, source of everything, empowerment and, and enlightenment in your office, in your workplace. Selecting meaningful plans, communicating offerings in a meaningful way and supporting change and culture that makes a difference, which is huge. Like I said, a individual who makes a difference to her workplace. She has led organizations which include JP Morgan, Chase, Deloitte and NYU Medical Medical Center, Starwood Hotels and Resorts, now the Marriott, the Hartford Insurance Company and United Healthcare. This lady is not no joke and I'm so lucky to have her here with us tonight. So what is really true about everything that she does is that people view her as an authentic leader and and literally authenticity is the one thing that we all need nowadays with a sense of high ethics which is important and accountability and urgency. She also attended for all you Gators out there, University of Florida. She's a graduate from University Gators. of Florida. Okay, I'll let you do that because you're my guest, <laughs> but that's awesome. Gator Gator nation out there, you know? And um, <laughs> she, she achieved a bachelor of science degree in psychology. And then she also got her master's of education in counseling psychology and master of arts degree in organizational psychology from Columbia University in New York City serious brings serious credentials to the table she also is an active leader and girl scout so anybody looking for the cookies this lady is going to be bringing it i'm sure her daughters which are amazing as well have that already in the books they probably sold and already won the awards and <laughs> she's also truly committed to the community um she's served in so many different uh levels and leadership positions and she always brings it i can't wait to share this extraordinary woman with all of you get empowered to make the changes you need to manifest the most amazing life of your dream and that's why i invited her to bring us all out with a bang in 2020 so again summer welcome tell us a little tell the audience a little bit about your journey and how you came to where you are right now and and what what is really your mission professionally and personally so, I mean, I guess my journey has just been to live an authentic life and to be present within myself and understand where I want to reach my full potential and how I can impact others. Um, so, I mean, my career has just been one vehicle for kind of, you know, giving myself to the world. Um, but really, it's funny you asked me about my vision because literally two weeks ago, I sat down and said, it's time to revise my mission. Ah, yeah. Why? So, and here it is, you've asked me the question. So I'm gonna read it to you. So it gives you a little flavor, but I said, I want to challenge, lift up, inspire and impact others in a way that helps others and makes the world at large a better place. Oh. I want to help others be seen, known and loved for who they truly are, mm -hmm. including myself. I will wow. offer strength, love and non-judgment when other people feel vulnerable and I will allow myself to be vulnerable so others can help me grow. I will bring honesty and authenticity to every one of my personal and professional relationships, and I will see the best in others so they can do the same for me. I will know and share gratitude for my blessings. I will own and accept my imperfections so that they may be used and translated into something good. I will be the change I wish to see in the world, and I will be emotionally present so I can be the best mother, friend, business partner, daughter, partner in general that I can be. Wow. So that's kind of a lot. Really encapsulates, um, you know. I have no doubt that your vision matches your life already, but I think it's such a great tool when you actually sit down and you re, like you say, you revise it, but you restate it so that you remind yourself. 
and and with that, you know, I you know I was playing around in the magic of Facebook before we got on, and literally I you know found this wonderful this wonderful uh, meme on your page, alive, blessed, and grateful, and I think that that clearly does in fact embody what it is that you said in your vision alive blessed and grateful and showing up vulnerable and, and authentic which is something that we all benefit from and i just want to go back to um something that you said you know i mean we're all sitting here at the end literally right looking toward christmas you know that wonderful celebratory time of year when we are with family and friends and it's a little different this year in that you know we're not having as big of gatherings as we would like and you know it's a little different as far as because we have to be flexible and sacrifice a little when it comes to you know times of you know challenge like this this pandemic so the fact that you have this alive blessed and grateful really really um you know really sets the tone for what i really want to um portray tonight and with that, I wanted to ask you, how has your experience in 2020 been so far? <laughs> you smile. <laughs> not great. Okay, let's be clear. It has not been great. Um, it was one of the toughest years of my life. And I'm sure I'm not, I'm not the only person who feels that way. But, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I made a major job transition because I wanted to, to be more passionate about what I'm doing in my career and evolving and progressing. So that happened, which you know, it was a set of challenges. Um, but this year in particular, you know, in March, the pandemic happened about a week after my husband, um, ex-husband soon to be, and I decided to get divorced. And all of a sudden a pandemic happened literally one week after. Oh, wow. So we did what we had to do to kind of um, do what's right for our kids in the meantime, in the middle of a quarantine. But wow. it has been the normal unfolding of a divorce process. It's just no matter how good people are, it's not fun and it's painful. And um, so I think the good news was the world was shut down and I felt like that was um, very much in alignment with probably where I needed to be. I needed to shut down and I, my work really wasn't, I wasn't able to do as much work as I could, even though I focused on being constructive and future focused, I couldn't go out and prospect new clients or do things like that when everybody is distracted. Wow. So I literally said, it's okay to be lost and to just simply be present in my pain. So I literally probably spent a lot of my, um, at least a few hours a day in our prayer garden in our yard and just felt pretty bad and crummy, but I just like sat with it took a walk, sat with it, went to nature and understood that this is going to pass and I don't know how or what it will look like or what it is, or maybe it will get worse. It, does, it doesn't matter. This moment is going to change. And I just kept, you know, looking inside of myself and saying, what am I trying to grow? You know, where, in what areas am I trying to grow and what can I do to grow and be better? So yeah, there was a lot of painful times that I'd say through March through June and July and and then, you know, in the, in the heat of summertime, my name is Summer. I think the summer maybe brought out the best in me in, in a little bit lighter than the former months and the world was kind of opening back up. So I felt like things are going to be okay for me and my family and my kids. And I have continued, you know, focus on work and all the things I can control and bringing the right people around me, the right friends, the right clients. Um, I, I'm very discerning 
about who I allow into my life because being kind of fragile, you know, emotionally with my divorce and such, it's more important than ever. It's always important to me to surround yourself with good, strong, whole, uh, positive people, but it was more important than ever. So there was a lot of pruning. There was a lot of just being abundantly clear on what I want and how I want to spend my time and who I want to spend it with. Wow. And I feel very peaceful and very, um, like I'm still in the midst of transformation and I don't know how long that will take, but I'm going to be another version of myself. Maybe many more versions, of course, before I'm dead. But, um, I'm about to be another solid version of myself. And then they'll, you know, like. You just, you, I have to tell you, you gave me goosebumps. And I'll tell you why. I, I, I think that when you, because you're clearly a beautiful woman, you clearly have so much credit, credentials to your name, a lot of credibility. And when you can open up and share the fact that you, at a time when the world was very uncertain, you know, you were going through another uncertain process, but you made a choice and a decision to move forward in such a way, you share your vulnerability, clearly is going in line with your vision statement. And I'll tell you, one of the hardest, you know, we always have a public and we have a personal, like a private, and then we have our own inner persona, right? Our figure, like how we see the world. And, and it's very interesting because I think that, you know, our public persona, you know, I always come across, oh, this is great, everything, but you know, inside, if I'm being honest, it was painful this last, you know, because, you know, a lot of personalities stuck in a whole, everyone's scared and, and different reactions to how, you know, scared looks, you know, and, and what to do and looks to the guidance and leadership. And there wasn't a lot of that. And, you know, you're just like kind of floundering in the fact that you share that um, you had a lot of moments of discerning who you wanted to let in and who you didn't is really, truly honoring that authentic you where you know look this is where i'm coming from i need to be really honoring that because i'm fragile right now and the bottom is that's okay that's a part of the whole process of going through the darkness which i'm so excited to even say that tonight is the winter solstice it's the longest that's amazing. darkness in the night whatever and i think you know as we were talking before synchronistic moments you know you can't actually pass this up it's just we planned it for tonight and even when i tried to reset it for tonight we couldn't reset it so it had to be tonight so it's kind of like this moment of turning the page like turning the page but not not forgetting but honoring the growth because you say you're transforming and, and if you don't honor your growth process then you'll never acknowledge the purpose that came from that pain and then so you can shift into a joy because I must say it takes a lot of guts to make determinations to, and especially when you have children to move forward. So, you know, it goes along with the theme tonight is miracles happen when you trust, which is clearly, you know, I, 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 you know, since I met you through my sister, I'll shout out to Amy, you know, I knew this girl is a miracle girl. She is just, I mean, when you're around her, you can just feel the room, you know, opening up because of the space that she gives you to truly show up and that's because of the person that you are so this is the quote for tonight it's so kind Meg seriously but it's, so true. but it's so true because it's like you said when I ask you but when you ask me it would be like oh my god Summer I would no way in any form say no to you and that's the kind of person you are and I align with that so this is a beautiful quote tonight and this is it matches the day for our winter solstice and it's no matter how soft we pray, God listens and understands. 
He knows our hopes and fears we keep in our heart. And when we trust in his love, miracles happen. And you can say God, you can say whatever you want, the divine. But when we trust in that love, miracles happen. So, you know, I, I like to say my book is very spiritual, The Magical Guide, because when I wrote it, I wanted to write a guide to help my spirit, like kind of like be freed from this, you know, I would say um, grief. It is grief. Um, but, you know, to help it to help me heal. But, you know, here's one of those times I actually use the name God in this. But honestly, you could say anything and it's all about love. And I think that when you come back to that place of love, you know, it's even more impactful when you tap into that love, miracles happen. So I love to think that with love, all things are possible, even when it doesn't feel like it, especially after almost 11 months of a pandemic, right? So everything happens for a reason, like we said, and for our highest goods, you know, especially hard to swallow when crappy things happen. But last year, you, we all have to live that quote, you know, I like that live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. And we have Mike Spatola on, he's saying those willing to share their vulnerabilities should be admired. So he's recognizing you and your authenticity as well. So, you know, transformation. Okay. So we're all ready to turn a page to the next one. We're ending, you know, on this global stage of, of the year of, you know, life that I set out to have shine happy and it begs to surrender to the magic of the life. But what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this whole, you know, trusting the process, trusting in, in the miracles that will happen? I love that you're talking about trusting the process because the other day I had a vision of something. I was talking to somebody I care about who is trying to work through some pain. And I said, you know what I was thinking when I was going through my pain is when a baby is being born, it is going through immense pain and anguish and like a ton of uncertainty, right? That this baby does not know what's on the other side and it's going through a hell of a time to get there. Mm -hmm. But yet it trusts the process and it trusts that there's going to be love and someone to take care of it when it comes out. And it's just like, I always think about that. I'm like, God doesn't, you know, he made it perfect and that's why nobody has to worry. Like you can trust that the baby gets delivered and it's into the mother's arms of love and yeah. it doesn't know that at the time it doesn't even know what it is right it is wow. a complete and just think about that just yeah. there's so many metaphors to you know pain is part of what creates the out the positive outcomes and you just don't see it until you're there so you know a lot of people fear dying for example and the way i see it is i'm like this could be something much better that you say, wow, like, I wish I'd gotten there sooner, right? Because there's something we don't know. And it's similar to being born. Yeah. But you don't have to know, you just have to trust and to be present wherever you are. Yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do is be present right now. So Chris Gillespie saying you're all you are all amazing. I definitely just set some goals trust in him always. I always give it to God. Even in the darkest times, he lightens the darkness. And then Berta said, we'd be blown away with all the miracles around us. We'd only be willing to pay attention. Trust is imperative for success, but we're so unwilling to give up control or rather the illusion oh. of control. And she's saying, this is just great. Oh. I want to, I want to share one more, one more gem that I found from you. See, I was perusing. What if we spent the last month of 2020 more focused what God has done for a done than what the year has taken and think about life that way my god I do. We, that, that that i just found i was just like 
that just blows me away. You know, what God has done rather than what the year has taken from us. And, and, and literally, I mean, I can tell you, and, and Berta's on here, literally, uh, the relationship, she's a wonderful business coach called Dreamers Succeed. She clearly was a gift in my life this last year. And I do give her a shout out my Christmas letter. But, you know, the bottom line, <laughs> you know, when you made the Christmas letter, you really rocked it. You know, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the year, you know, my family does the Christmas letter thing. But, you know, I want to I want to say, you know, what a beautiful understanding because like you're saying I'm, I'm in the transformation process but maybe you know I love it how the tree is behind you and this beautiful light is like surrounding you and you know the whole idea about the the winter solstice and this is where I'm going to educate you today because I looked it up <laughs> so it's the shortest day of the year but it's also the most powerful light initiation of the year because it's wow. where we turn from the darkness into the light again it's where we actually shift into you'll watch it the days start to get longer like they start to get brighter again the light starts happening again and if you really see that all that you've gone through in the last how many months you can see the light at the end of the tunnel which is absolutely going to envelop us like the light is enveloping you so honestly this is so cool because early sunset short day long night yet to single a signal to collaborate an opportunity to turn a page rewrite what's possible in your life and for the collective. So with your vision, um, you know, jumping off of that, you know, how do you feel about this whole idea that you're given another opportunity to focus on what the year has given you, what God's got done for you, or what whatever you believe uh, the highest power has done for you, shifting into the next moment of time and year of life, literally welcoming more light into your experience? Well, I think number one, you said something about control earlier, and that was something that I did have to work on because we want things, want them for ease of our own life, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And we think we know the answer, similar to how my six-year-old thinks she knows what's best for something. She just doesn't, right? So we have to be humble enough to say, uh, my control is probably the done wrong way in some uh, ways. I just don't know what I don't know. So to let go of control, but to, um, it's not saying not to exert all of your best efforts, right? It's just to say, let things play out the yeah. way um, God intends them to. Because I think that for me this year, it's been more of a process of like, things have been removed, right? Things that maybe were fixtures in my life, things that were important to me, people that were important to me. And when they're removed, mm. You have to remember that they're being removed to create space for what fits. Oh, it's like if you were to not if you were to not get rid of clothes that didn't fit you anymore, you know, and you'd have clothes since you were five years old and eight years old and twelve years old, you'd be living in like the hoarders house, right? The hoarders <laughs> on TV. And we have to get rid of it so we can be where we are. And it's like I, I see a lot of people hanging on to relationships that don't fit them, honestly. And you can see that it doesn't fit. But they're like, no, I'm just going to squeeze back into this pair of skinny jeans. And they can't even breathe in them, right? Yeah. So those are, those are how relationships are. And so giving up the things that just don't fit, it is hard to say goodbye to them and to bring them to goodwill, you know, just get it out of there. But people, places, things that we're used to, it is um, humbling to let the control go, let God create the space and to just be open to the universe. I just feel like I just think about, you know better than I do, God. You know better 
about what, what I need to be doing, who I need to be doing it with, where I need to be. Give me the information. And that's where the presence comes in, like being present and listening and, and being in tune with all the wisdom that you've actually had from all your experiences to be, to, to keep implementing that discernment, you know? I, I love it. And the two things I just heard you saying, you know, literally, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, clear out the old to give space for the new. And, you know, the, the universe does not like a vacuum. So, I mean, it does not like, you know, things. So they'll bring, it'll bring in, but if you are too cluttered, you'll never give room for that, which I think is really beautiful. And that has a lot to do with what you said, the relationships and you can, you can detach with love. That's not a, that's, you know, honor, honor what was. And then, you know, if, if you're able to grow together, but that's the point. And I love how you say communication is so important to any relationship and you have to be able to communicate to see whether there is any area to compromise to move forward you know so that you can in fact blossom together and then recognize when when that's not going to happen you know and i think that's really empowering what you said because you know you don't want to fit into your five-year-old jeans i mean <laughs> oh god after after the quarantine i'm hoping to fit into my last year but you know the bottom <laughs> You know, but at least I'm being honest, you know, honest to myself, but it's also loving to myself because that's just punishing. That's just punishing. There's no need. I am so much more powerful a source than I was when I was five years old, 10 years old, 20 years old. I know myself better. And that goes back to your point on authenticity. I want to, I want to, I want to go back there, you know, for, for people who are listening right now, you know, I think you might be able to share a lot of great tools that you've used to help you turn a page and move on from those things that keep you stuck. And then, and I think that that's one of the things that people search for in life is, you know, how do I, you know, and they'll pay lots of money to, you know, you tell me how do I get out of my stuckness? But you know, the bottom line is just, you know, keep it simple, keep it simple. You know, what has worked for you? And if it works for someone else, then they might take it and, and embrace it. If not, you know, move on to the next. But I think that that's quite an, important as well to know your tools that work for you back to your own basics. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so my, my primary tools are journaling, number one, when I need to process because that's like free therapy. You don't even need to like- Love journaling. Go to a therapist's office, just journal and then read it like, you know, a couple of days later and you evolved from there. Um, writing letters to people that you don't necessarily send is super um, helpful to me in getting my vantage point clear, but also that somehow helps me relate to the other person's view. So even if it's, you know, like they've caused me pain, I can also understand the other person by thinking about as they receive it. Um, a prayer jar that oh. is huge for me. Because what is that? I keep it next well, I keep it next to my bed. It's a beautiful gift that somebody bought for me. It's one of my favorite little um, urns. But I have post like um, index cards and anytime something is just bothering me or upsetting me or that I'm hopeful about, I don't spend any time thinking about it. I literally just write it down there and say, God, you have this. Love you have it. this, go and do it. Oh my God. Whatever you, whatever comes of it, I accept. And I don't have to like waste brain power or emotional anguish or energy. I'm doing Trying that. to control it, right? Trying to, yes. I'm just like, okay, he's got that. He's working behind the scenes. Like he's always working for us, right? There's a song that says that. Yeah. I don't remember what it is, but like even when, even when, 
<laughs> Even when I don't see it, he's working, right? You know, I have to tell you, do you decorate the prayer jar and make it your own? And then like say, this is my special prayer, or does everybody in the family have their own special prayer jar? Or No, like, kind of I just, ha I have one. It's, it's a beautiful, like a ginger jar of some sort. I'll send you a picture of it after, but yeah, I'm gonna... it's, just, it's a jar that's pretty and it makes me happy and it has a lid and it's porcelain. And I just feel like it's a beautiful thing and I fill it. I love it. So I do that. And then, you know, I also think having some radically, you know, honest conversations with yourself about sometimes you need to change your own behaviors to get ahead and to, to practice the new muscles that you're gaining. Like if you've learned a tough lesson before and you've grown from it, making sure that the behaviors are aligned with your new self because we have habits, you know, and we, yeah. it's like we can be sucked back to old tendencies, Ugh, old yeah. assumptions, old tapes that play in your head, totally. whether they were old tapes like telling you you're not good enough or old tapes that were like, you know, suspicious of something, like whatever they are, if they are old and don't serve you, be like checking yourself and being like, okay, yeah. that behavior gotta go. I hate this last, I have to tell you, with regards to the pandemic, it's like flared up my old tapes. It's like they're playing and like a- The old tapes are playing, right? Yeah, it's like symphony. It's like, it's like really, I would rather hear something absolutely stunning than all crap that I had felt like I got past already because, you know, but I, you know, I think the same thing goes. It's like, you know, you trust the fact that if they're coming back up, maybe they're coming to the service so now I can let them go, right? Yes. Instead of, you know, and that may be something I want to throw in my prayer jar. Let me let this crap go, you know? And like, so I can move on so it doesn't hold me back and I can be aware that it was there for a reason, but now it's no longer serving me. And I love that you say that that is like the whole journaling cathartic experience where you can flesh it out. But I love that, you, you know, this discernment that you go through and really truly honor, you know, your path as you move forward because how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that for your daughters? I have to say, the girls that are watching you, knowing that their mom is a total badass. They don't like when I say that, people, but but it's true. And the fact is, is that they see you and that you're honoring your own inner flame. It turns to, you know, something that empowers them. And this is clearly one of that I loved, you know, to the mothers of stubborn little girls with fierce attitudes, don't put out that fire, they will need it. And nowadays, more than anything, these little babies are gonna need their fire, they're gonna need to show up, and we have to be the one to set that path. And with that, we have to understand that those past habits will not serve us, and that we, you know, hold on to good ones so we can teach them well. So one of the things I do love about these conversations is the fact that you know to engage the extraordinary people like because i have you here and i have you for this time for just this brief time that you know no doubt instead of finally following the the blind path you know you actually have to pay attention to embrace it like i say okay i have a problem with following blindly i question everything i question like where are we going i'm not doing that no i like to pay attention to the intuition because uh -uh, no no that's not for me but i have to know that and open my mouth and say, I'm not going there. But at the same time, you know, you have to embrace a path that, you know, allows each of us to gain a new perspective, which I think is what you're going as far as this whole transformation process through the serving of others for you. And, you know, showing up in that respect, like what you've done. So what do you think is the one thing that will move you forward in life after you, you know, you've taken that moment, you know, that'll put that, you know, that'll keep your fire burning, so to speak. Well, so 
I got feedback recently from a very dear colleague of mine who knows me well and respects and loves me. And he said to me, Summer Sherrod, you don't need to have an opinion on everything. <laughs> so that, you know what? I, I hated him in that minute he said it. Like, that's like not good leadership to say that. Well, it is because he's right. Because being authentic doesn't mean constantly throwing your feelings or opinions on other people. Yeah, You have to meet other people where they are and think about the outcomes, right? So being authentic should have some guardrails and boundaries that I tend to forget when I get passionate or I care so much about things that I forget let me just not overwhelm other people because that that may be authentic but that's not my best self right yeah. i was not my best self i did not bring out the best in that person he was like don't call me for another three weeks <laughs> i agreed with it I, I mean and i humbly said that later i said i am a loose cannon i'm so sorry this was probably just me being overboard today right yeah, yeah. but that's that's the one area of opportunity that i'm being aware of I did want to say something that you mentioned before, though, about just divorce and being a woman with two girls. You know, there's an inordinate amount of guilt that comes with deciding you want to get divorced. Because what's the first thing that you're thinking? So many people stay married because they don't want to hurt their kids. Mm -hmm. It hurts your kids. No matter what you do, it is not good and feels painful for your kids. Yeah. And I will say, you know, my kids make me so proud because I'm able to talk to them about that. Like they tell me I'm hurting, I'm upset, I'm angry. I'm, they are completely open and present with their feelings. And I said, wow. that's all valid. And I'm so grateful you're confident enough to share it and that we will work through it together. And that is to me what I want them to build that muscle to be able to go through problems. Because yeah. not that I wish, not that I'm happy that I brought upon a problem, an emotional strife for my kids. But being that you're in there, you know, now it's really the good coming out of it is if you hold hands together and you look your children in the eye and say, I've got you, God's got you. This is nothing we can't tackle together. We may have a different version of life and it could be even more beautiful than what we knew. And I know you don't feel that or see that now, but but like, let's go together in love. Yeah. And saying those things over time, I mean, still would they like a different outcome? Yes. Yes. But are they able to be present in their pain and to, to grow with it instead of crumble or, you know, just shut down? Mm. That's so beautiful. I, you know, you know, the fact that you're allowing them to honor their anger and their feelings out in the open, I think it's going to prevent a lot of numbing out mechanisms, like through, you know, God only knows what people use to numb out nowadays. I'm sure alcohol is number one on, on the list, but you know, yeah. kids at the beginning that, you know, sharing your feelings is more than okay. It's important. It's really, it's necessary because they don't understand. And the fact is that, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. And, and, and to, you know, that whole process of moving forward starts in like the uncomfortableness of, of that and that you allow them that space that, you know, how better they'll be able to manage in the future, you know, not even manage, but to truly live and that how you anchor that in a place of love, literally telling them, you know, that, you know, with, you know, because it's hard for us to deal with those emotions. And then, you know, 
and, and a, I, I think a lot of people nowadays are coming to the floor basically, you know, to help them move forward is that they're honoring the whole idea that you don't have to be stalwart. You don't have to be tough. You don't have to be, it's, it's actually as powerful to share with others, you know, those emotional processes than it would be to shut down and just, you know, sh- everything's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, so that the fact that you're showing that is something that will clearly keep their fire burning strong like like you say but i think i really it's really important that you honor that because it's part of your life it's a part of your story and you know it's funny because i i say we all have a story we all need to share our story i think it's really important to share a story um i think it's important for our, your children people who are watching you and it's an, an honesty you know that you know shit happens literally and you gotta like pick yourself up so with that you know these are the kinds of conversations that i love because you know in order to manifest the life you you truly want you you really it's nice to do a gut check and it's really important at the end of the year like to do something like that in light of the the, the challenges chris is chris gillespie's talking about how you know his partner was was left to the Bahamas and now is there and you know now he has to put space between them it's not that he wanted to but he's trying to find joy coming back to surprise I hope I'm not sharing this and like his mother's listening but literally flying back <laughs> <and sharing. laughs> surprise, which is so typical for me I would blow every surprise if I could I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh you know tell me what happens tell me what happens in the end you know but you know honoring those things you know honoring those you know, you know, those gut impact that you, you really, it, for you to not honor your feeling and your process would have been a disservice to your kids. And, and I have to show you guys this because this is how, sh- this is how Summer shows up. She's on stage holding space, really, really, really being this force. And I think that when people get up there to share their story, like in this setting and, and being as dynamic as you can, I know the tools that you you bring to these events really do break the ice and have people start to break down their their walls so they can communicate. I don't know where this was, but I love the fact that you were wearing red and that you're pairing it up tonight with your red. But do you remember what this event was when you um, when you were speaking? I don't see the picture, but I know what it is. Okay, tell me, tell me what is it's, it? It's the Shine event. If I'm thinking of the right event, no, this is not. This is a different one. You're wearing a red a red shirt and you're wearing jeans. And I found it on your page. Oh, wait, well, I can't see the picture. Which okay. one is it? Okay. It's so. probably a Disrupt HR event. Yes. Maybe. Yes, I think it is. And what exactly is your Disrupt HR? I know that oh, you do a lot of- so that's a, It's actually a global organization of sorts where different chapter leaders, like I'm a chapter owner, or they call it the chief excitement officer of um, Kona. Basically, HR leaders all over the world coordinate HR professionals to come together. And there are five minute conversations and there's say 10 speakers, you only get five minutes and it has to be disruptive content to say like, like some guy did a really good one on, forget authenticity, how about be your best self? Authenticity's you know, wrong. Yeah. Like just challenging status quo notions, bringing up the elephants on the table, Love calling it. things for what they are. It's authentic HR talk really and leadership talk. So I of course wanted to be a leader of one of the chapters because I feel like I'm wildly disruptive in general, but it's so much fun. And I speak at the Orlando chapter. They're a great group of very good friends that run that chapter. And they really are all over the world. If you, Meg, you would love it. Go on to Disrupt HR. You can view all the speeches that they've ever had, like all the talks and they're by topic and they're only five minutes. 
TED oh. Talks. Yeah, no, I had the Some of them are hilarious. I saw you talking about Disrupt HR, and I was like, what is she doing? And I was Oh my God, you would love it. You yeah. Love it. You could come speak. I would have you in a heartbeat if you want to come speak. And oh my God. Get a professional video of all of your things, because that's part of the deal. But yeah. you get people who are thought leaders, people who... And what is it that you spoke about? Tell me. Tell us what, what you were talking about. I speak about all different. I've done it many times. I mean, one time I did it around the five human truths and how forget about like programs. It's all about that people need to feel special. People need to feel uh, like they can reach their full potential at work. People need to feel, you know, all these different things, these core value needs, how everything else that doesn't fit into those buckets don't matter. So, so what are, the are the five, tell me what are the five human truths? Can you tell me off the top of your to head? To feel understood, okay. to reach your full potential, to feel special. Um, gosh, I gotta think about it because yeah, I haven't looked that up. <laughs> but what are the like I have to tell you, to feel special, there is so much more you can get. Not that you're looking to get, but Here, look so much more people show up when they feel special. It's amazing how different you can engage a person when they feel overlooked and not not taken into consideration and then felt special. It's amazing the 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 change and the shift in a person. Talk about making a difference in someone's life. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna find it for you. Um but the other thing I before I while I'm looking for the five human truths, I've spoken about um like being bringing health and mental wellness to the workplace is so simple if you take you know, there's all these methods of doing it, but yet we don't like having mindfulness areas for your employees, like decorating an office in a way that feels like comfortable and vibrant and warm Yeah. Um, versus these nasty kind of sterile conference rooms that feel like you just went there to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> so People do feel like they're in their office to die. Literally, you're like, this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. If I had someone like you, who knows what would have been different, you know, as far as, you know, taking that energy that you bring to the workplace, right? And then shifting the whole dynamic, which is really what you do. Yeah, you do. You can. Five human truths. I, I don't understand why I can't find it, but. Um... Well, I'll post it later as far as, you know, what, what you can, uh, what you can offer. Cause I really, you know, one of the things I really love about you. And I think that the fact that you are someone who's in HR is you recognize opportunities where others don't. Yes, I do. That's yes. a good point. I do. You do. And the thing is, is that when you can recognize solutions to problems, opportunities to situations, that is also something that will move people forward. So now we get to manifest because this is my opportunity. I found him, Meg. I found him. Oh, tell, tell us, tell us, tell us. We need to be understood. Okay. We want to belong to something greater than ourselves. Beautiful. Um, we long to feel special. We crave more control of our lives. Mm. And we dream of reaching our potential. Oh my God. That's and, awesome. and that's like, forget about all the HR programs and projects and rules and regulations. Wow. If you if you forge your workforce practices around thinking through that lens, wow. You don't have to you can really like have a different paradigm. For is, your that, is that what's happening nowadays in in businesses in general? Is that where they're going? Is that where they want to go? I mean, now that everyone is basically via Zoom more than anything else, 
I mean, I can imagine that there has to be ways of connecting, ways of connection, you know, that, you know, at the end, like, listen, we've been through a long year. We had to reimagine what we didn't think that we'd have to do to what we have to do now. So keeping that in mind, like, where are we going? Like, as far as companies are concerned, knowing that you are a VP of HR, you know, where is this going? Where do they want to go? Are they open to moving us in that direction? Well, let me be honest. I'll okay. be really honest as I always am. Companies are not, they struggle to do this to begin with, to build a culture of engagement right. and trust and openness because trust is hard to forge at work when there's so many different dynamics at play, right? right? So they already struggled with it before. Now, let me be clear, you go virtual, it's like a long distance relationship. Everything <laughs> in a sense could be more strained. I mean, now you're having tough conversations over the phone, just having tough conversations virtually. Right. Everybody's like, and I, I, I actually worked from home, like ever since my first daughter was born, I was promoted to a, like a countrywide role. And I hated it at first, but I learned how to do it well. And what do you, how you have to do it well for companies is that it takes a lot more being deliberate okay. about thinking about how to better connect people. So like having just coffee round tables with people, instead of having all these meeting after meeting after meeting, pummeling people with stuff, you really need to insert human like 10 times more than you did before. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It was hard. It's hard for companies to insert human as it is. I literally have worked with so many executives where I'm like, Crazy. you know, everyone tells you to just read the talking points and the script and it, everything feels robotic. And it's like, yeah. no, we don't need to be robotic. You know, I'm so the times I've had to, you know, I've had to do layoffs in my HR career. And I just remember thinking, I don't really care if I go off script for a minute, but yeah. I'm going to look that person in the eye and say, I'm so sorry. And I understand that this is one of the, the hardest things you may go through. And please know that like, I am here as a human being to help you with this. Maybe. It's just, yeah, but, but like, then they leave the company and remember that the last person they saw mm -hmm. seemed to care about them as a human and not like, here's your keys, Bob, you know, here's here's all your stuff. Give us your computer. It's, um, I, I, yeah. So companies struggle being human to begin with. They want to follow the compliance. They want to be safe and risk averse. And that takes <laughs> away from being human. I mean, I'm telling you, I know you're an attorney, former attorney. Yeah. I've had so many arguments with attorneys in my day. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that, I think that honestly, what you do at the end is going to prevent a lawsuit in the future by you being human at the end. Someone oh, actually, and those five human truths speak right into that. You know, the whole idea of, that you're special like this is really like something that the company had to come to terms with but you clearly have made an impact here you and and i get it and i hear you and i see you and that is huge 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 i mean honestly i i i do believe that you know not feeling like a cog on a wheel is so much more important than you know a lot of things and and mike says we don't need robots we need more individuals who possess empathy and that's real that's true and that's actually better for the bottom line in many respects so you know i i wanted to indicate to you also you know at the end of the day uh, my question for you is that how do you start acting in alignment with your vision and the unfolding of perhaps you know what it is that you know we want to see in the world like that vision you want to see in the world and i think you may have frozen <laughs> i think you're coming back but i could just go on for hours and hours and i think you'll be back in a second but you know um i do want to i do want to point out that you know in many ways 
I mean, people want to be made to feel special and people truly want to know that they're there and their presence has a lot of meaning. And clearly Summer's presence right now has a ton of meaning because her not being here with me is even like that, you know, the blank screen. I can say, you know, clearly no one may want to speak only for me, but you know, the whole idea is that um, the conversation is with her extraordinariness and I know she'll be back and I know she'll be joining me again, but I just want to take this moment, you know, to say, that you know at the end of the day if you miracles happen when we trust and that is clear to the point exclamation point exclamation point and at the end of the day really it is miracles happening when we actually acknowledge other people when we actually say that you are important you mean something your work here is important and you know at the end of the day um really taking a look at that um, whether or not you you want to be a part of that and you making the decision in the future to be a part of that you know certainly is something that I would clearly want to acknowledge that you know the people we work with they want to make me feel special and even when I was working for you know for such a long time with a company or was actually with a government for 20 years when I left there you know um, you know, I have to tell you, this is kind of honest because I'm going to be honest. It's like all I wanted was what everybody else got when they left with, which a plaque. I wanted a plaque and just a plaque would have meant something to me. And for me to just show like everyone else who leaves the government, they get a plaque that has the seal and the statement that, you know, in honor of your years of service, I was almost there for 20 years. Um, and at the end of the day, because I didn't get it, I was angry. And bottom line, you know, I didn't feel that I was, I was, you know, special in any respect, but honestly, you know, it comes around that when you have good leaders and they acknowledge what those things that you, you, you truly make you, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I was supposed to go, everything happens for a reason, you know, people have their paths and we have to move through it. And at the end of the day, you know, what are we manifesting is what is your intention? And I really look back on the fact that what was my intention? My intention was to leave at the end. So summer is back and she's looking as stylish as ever. And, you know, I, I was doing my dance, my, oh God, technology is losing on me. But you know, the bottom line is that like, you know, you are offered opportunities to be able to share your story, your vulnerability. And, and at this end, you know, I was saying, how can you start a lack, a lot using those best tools and practices? and align with the person that you want to show up as, you know? I do think it requires a good tribe of people around you who can help you stay accountable. Like people, that's why I love articulating my vision because that's when somebody can call me out and say that, that wasn't in alignment with what you said and you're having a bad day, maybe mm -hmm. you need to process. So the tribe of people around you is so important. Yeah. Um, I reflecting every day on opportunities you took and opportunities you missed, you know, and being mindful of them because it's not like we're here to be perfect, mm -hmm. right? But all in, you know, just having those, you know, come to Jesus, look in the mirror, make sure you're not going off the path. But at the end of the day, if you feel in your heart, you know, it's really doing gut checks and just saying like, do I feel peace? Do I feel whole? 
Because if you do, no matter what the circumstances are around you, then I I don't know, right or wrong, it's just how I live. Then yeah. I think progressing in the right direction. You know, and, and also, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, when you're honoring that path, you know, Mike is saying a, a belonging, to belong to something bigger than yourself is is so special. And, and I think that when you were talking about that tribe is so important and those people that you, they're your people, these are your people. And, you know, God willing, you know, you'll be with them on the path for as long as you can be, you know, until, you know, who knows what might happen. But, but that, like, I literally think you, you know, your vibe sets your tribe. I put that today, your vibe sets your tribe and, and yeah. really check yourself and where you are, you know, okay, maybe it's me literally and how I'm impacting the world and, and that vibe. So yeah, that's really absolutely amazing. And I do believe that, you know, you are the company you keep. And if you're in the company of really dynamic people like you, Summer, then certainly manifesting a wonderful life is just around the corner. And the fact that you honor your vulnerability and you share your story with others, that's so important. And even Chris is saying here, that you know it's important in any 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 kind of business he works at cvs and it makes a difference when you actually you know you share with each other and you share every day you wouldn't have it another way you know i mean the, the interactions what are we really here for anyway you know pushing yeah. is not it it's not it's to interact and connect and collaborate and be present so with that i want to go back to what was your intention at the outset of this interview tonight so my intention was to be present with you because yeah. in my mind, in my logical mind, I was thinking, I have a million and one things to do and I had a bad day in some ways and like I won't be my best for Meg. Yeah. But I said it's not, I don't need to be my best for Meg. Meg may be bringing me something that I need to hear and my me being in Meg's presence and surrounded by her energy is probably just what I need at this moment. Aww. So that it's like not... I wasn't coming here with intentions other than I'm ready, like you said earlier, to receive the blessings that are around me and that God brings into my life. And I viewed your invitation as a blessing. And even if I didn't want to do it because of my own mental, like, it's like head trash, right? It's like, uh, I, I have to like put on lipstick and I don't feel like my best. All the like, the stupid things that play in your head that are not good for you. I don't listen to them. They're there and I'm like, bye-bye. Like, I know um, so. my intention was to, to surrender to my inner, like, crazy, and to, to know that Meg has something special for people around and that whatever we have in this space may be needed by somebody. So maybe somebody needed to hear the things we talked about at this moment. Yeah. Maybe I needed more of Meg, and I definitely did. So it's, like, lifted me up 100 notches. So all of it, I was just... My intention was to receive and to, to give whatever blessings I could give to others. Well, I think that your intention is going to match your gift. So at the end of the show, at the end of each show I have, um, basically I ask you to pick the number and the number corresponds to a page in my book. And I think we're all going to be blessed by the quote that you're going to read to us tonight. And I, and I, and I, like I said, I always come to these conversations because clearly there's something that I need to hear as well. And honestly, my intention, I have to share this before you read it, was that I wanted I to find it again. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to end um, 2020 um, honoring, you know, the process that we've just gone through because I think that everyone just wants to move forward. And, and it, I think it would be a shame to not recognize that 
um, it was pretty big what we've been facing this year in all different respects in the in the political realm in the you know the mandate there's a fam- pandemic out there that's huge I mean everything families things that are going on our ins like internally in our families so without honoring that it's really going to be hard to embrace something new like that longer day that's coming ahead the light at the end of the tunnel so i really wanted to sit here and honor what has been 2020 in december and then move forward so go for it summer and read us your quote okay the, the, what do you really want ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it will be open unto you gospel of matthew holy bible so i should read the whole thing right meg read the whole thing yes you are a great seeker do not forget this your greatest gift is your amazing curiosity and desire to learn this has always been an innate part of every fiber of your being examine the incredible planet that you live on desire to understand the connections every day challenge your mind to expand as you think outside of the box look for the answers to your inquiry as you go about your day know intuitively that all you have to do is ask the right questions and then get ready to receive for you inherently know what you want you just need to take the time to clarify what it is there is power in setting out your direction life gives you exactly what you need just ask for it if it is a healthy state of being you will be inspired by guided action if it is peace of mind you will be you will receive moments of profound silence if it is abundance you will be blessed with opportunities to use your talents for the highest good um, and if it is love you seek, you will be overcome by self-acceptance that will attract greater affection in return. Stop living in fear of not becoming and just be be by asking for the experiences you ultimately desire. You are a great seeker with that knowledge. Knock on the door of life and see what waits for you on the other side. For when you ask, believe, and are ready to receive, what you find will be just what you are looking for. So magical key to bliss is ask, believe, and receive what you really want. Okay, so I think that this year clearly has us all shifting through what we really want and what we really don't want. It's what Summer had said at the outset, a true discernment of what no longer fits us, so we have to let it go, and welcome all the miracles when you trust the journey, which I think clearly you have, you know, been clear with your path you have shown us your vision and you truly given us some great tools that like literally journaling and i love the prayer jar oh my god i'm gonna totally take the prayer jar i'm going to buy everybody I'm gonna send you a picture of it it's so great okay, you have to because i am going to get prayer jars for christmas because every it's like great. i think i've done gratitude jars before but i'm not sure maybe later i maybe i need one maybe that's why it speaks to me so much i need a prayer jar because you know i have to say you know, when you pray, move your feet, but at the same time, you know, do what you can and then trust that the universe, God will take over where you can't. And and I think that that is really quite a beautiful sentiment because you don't have to do it on your own, but there's also some beauty around the ask, believe, receive. You ask, you have to believe, and you have to be willing to receive. So the gifts that you give certainly will be the karmic circle that comes back to you. And I, I thought that that was perfect. I love that quote. I think it's something that guides my path and on a daily. And, you know, I wanted to say that, you know, if there's any way that people may want to find you, maybe disrupt HR, where do they go to find the beautiful Summer Sherrod and what you do in life? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me Summer Sherrod on LinkedIn. That's a big place that I spend a lot of time. I blog on there, you know, business topics that relate to, you know, workplace or, you know, awesome. that stuff. 
I'm always posting things there. Um, my email, I mean, that's easy. That's on my LinkedIn if you need that. My phone number is 407-259-1135. I put that out there because if somebody needs me, they're going to use it wisely. And yeah. you know, um, yeah. that's my number. I mean, I have Facebook. I love my, my network of Facebook folks because, yeah. you know, there's some there's some cool stuff out there and I love seeing people's beautiful families, you know, yeah. that's thing. Um, and so I that's truly, I, I see, I, I have to tell you, the more you are out there and you share your message and your energy and, you know, you, you do take those time to heal yourself, but then also turn around at the same time. And from that healing place offered to others, I think everyone who is going to cross your path is just going to be really blessed by you and more of you. And, you know, whenever I can see more of you, I get excited. So, and I'm, I'm like, that's one thing. Shout out to my sister, Amy. I love my sister, Amy. She's I like, love Amy too. I love her, but she connects me to some really amazing women and men out there. And you are definitely one of my favorites. So great. I'm going to make you laugh. Uh, Amy's one of Amy's best friends is my divorce attorney because she's also amazing. Amanda. <laughs> Is Amanda, is Amanda. <laughs> so shout out to Amanda Jacobson. There you go. <laughs> She's just mentally and emotionally present with me, aside from just the legalities. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, Amanda and is Amy, Amy gave her right to me. Yeah, I love yeah. her. Amanda's good people love her too. So shout out to Amanda. Lots of wonderful people out there. So the both of them. But before we go, I just want to make sure that you all are ready to manifest the life of your dreams. It really is time to live the life you want. My theme this year is year of amazing joy, but it's also shine bright, time to shine your amazing light. As we turn the corner of the winter solstice, I really want you to all welcome the light if you need it from others. And then also if you have that place to do it, shine your light on others. And don't be afraid. Do not not show up. Don't do it half-assed. Show up and do your thing. And with that, I want to ask Summer to give us a final inspiration for this winter solstice, this more this end of 2020, my last show of my third se my third season, 53. I give us something that we can all take to end this year with a bang and magic so that we join once again in January with a whole new fresh approach. I know this is a lot of pressure I'm putting on you, but I know you can do it. That's I'm totally believing you. I'm going to receive it now. So go for it, Summer. My message to end us off on is that you are enough. When you're not sure if you can handle your life or what's ahead of you or what your dreams are, you need to just tell yourself you are enough and you can handle your life. I love it. That's awesome. So all with that, you are enough. Thank you again to Summer for your time and being present and your beauty is amazing. I want you all to continue to feel more alive and grateful for it all, knowing that you are enough. Remember, you're here to be the deliberate creators of your dreams, your life, your everything. We have to enjoy those magic and miracles while we're here and be present to each other. Make sure you tell people who are special to you how special they are. We really are here to live a beautiful life. And you know, love yourself is where you start. So from that place, you can offer that sacred space to love others as well. Reach out to others and continue to spread the love. It's time to manifest your dreams. Blessings and bliss. Happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. 
Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, all of the above. Thank you so much, Summer, for your time. I love you all. Thank you for joining us here today. And until we see each other again in January, be safe, my friends. Take care of each other. Celebrate with your people that you love. Find your tribe and stay with them. And with that, just manifest the life of your dreams. So good night, everybody. We love you and have a great one. Bye, Thanks, everybody. Love you. Thank you so much, Summer. Thank you so much. Take care.